0: we're in Ephesians chapter 6 today. We find ourselves in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 at verse number 10. We'll be reading out starting at verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Let us read. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able. To withstand in the in the day of evil or withstand in the evil day and have done all you can to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we're going to do 18 just because. Praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all preservations or perseverance and supplication for all the saints at this time I want to speak to you from the topic walking in the armor of God walking in the armor of God I want to speak to you from the topic in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 17 walking In the armor of God. Walking in the armor of God. Ever since I was young I was very observant. Some people say I was nosy. But I walk around and I observe a lot of things that's going on. I observe people body language, I observe uh, the way people respond and the way people act to different things. I observe uh, how people smile and how they versus they they laugh. I observe how people look. I, I, I'm just very observant, and even at home, I am observant. I know mostly all my neighbors that live on my street and the ones that live behind me in the quarter side. I'm so observant that I even know their cars. One of my neighbors, every time uh, this car starts up, I know who neighbor it is just by the sound of the car. It can be early in the morning and uh, three o'clock in the morning. And and if he starts his car, I know exactly who car that is. And I I know the guy who's driving it as well. And I don't know that all of them wives or husbands or boyfriends or girlfriends, but I know who is married and who's not. I know they children, not by name, but I, I know they have children. I know some of the things that they children do. So as me and my wife walk through the community, I speak to people, and I say, hey. And the other day, I was like, hey, how's your daughter? Uh, how, how's she doing? And he said, she's doing great, and, and she's in college. And I said, oh, what year is she in? And I said, she's still playing sports, and because and and, and I'm, I'm very observant. I watch a lot of things. I, I look at a lot of things. I, I watch people and, and I know who moved in and, and who moved out. And, and, and if they moved in after me, I know they moved in after me. Even I know the couple around the corner, in the corner sack, quarter sack who moved in the same time I moved in. We almost, we've been living in our, our house almost 20 years. And I, I know the, that they moved in the same time I moved in because I'm, I'm observing like that. I, I watch a lot of things. But there are some people who not observe. It. There's some people who don't, who don't watch around or who don't, who don't look around or who don't observe things going on around them. There, there are some people that, that I see, some of my neighbors, they drive down the street and they keep their head straight and they, they, they hit their button to turn their garage on. They drive in their garage and they hit the button to close it and they go in their house. And then when they're coming out, they hit the button to open it and drive away and don't even know my name. Don't even know their neighbor's name. Some of them don't even care who, who, who's around them. Some of them are not even worried about who are their neighbors, who lives around them. Some of them are not observant at all. And that, that's okay. That's just for them, Lord Darwin. That's just for them, Cherie. That's just for them, Tucker. They, they, they may not be obs- observant, and that's on them. But I'm an observant type of guy. And in his text. What I'm finding out is that we got a group of believers who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, but they not observe it. Miss Danita, we got, and Gretchen and Tiffany, we got a group of believers who who not watching around them, who, who don't have their head on a swivel, who not observing to what is going around them in their spiritual walk. We got, a, we got a group that, that, that don't watch people's body language, that, that's not walk, walking around watching and looking and, and visual and, and, and giving attention to what's going on around them. We got, we got a bunch of believers that don't know that they're in a spiritual war. Darlene, we got a bunch of believers, Lena, that, that, that are fighting, that, that don't even understand that they're in a fight right now that they're in war right now. We got a bunch of believers that, that are walking around and had no clue that we're under spiritual attack. And Paul, here in his text, as he closed out this, 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 uh, this, this letter to the uh, church of Ephesus and to the people in Ephesians and also to us as believers, Paul, Paul says, get it together. Paul says, you got to understand that we, we, we are in a spiritual war. That, that that we 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 have an enemy that's that's coming against us. Everyone who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Monica, Monica, you are in a spiritual war, Marvin. You you are in a spiritual war. When you said, I, "Jesus, I follow you as my Lord and Savior by faith," you place yourself in the army of the Lord. Y'all know that song we sing in the army, in the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier. In the army. We don't just sing that song for no reason. Vanessa, when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, you place yourself in the, in the army of the Lord. And you got to understand that we in a spiritual war. That, 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 that this is not a game. That this is not a joke. And you walking around like you, you going to a party. You walking around as as a spirit um, as a Christian, like you going to the beach. You walking around like you're going about to go to the baseball game or the basketball game. You're walking around like everything is cool, but you don't know that every single second of your life that the enemy is trying to take you out. And Paul says, We in a we're in a war here. He says, We're in a spiritual battle. We we're in a war against Satan. And the evil spirits of darkness. We're in a battle here, Deacon Allen. We're in a battle, Curlin. We're in a battle, Joe and Wendy. We're in a battle fighting this spiritual war. And you walking around like you don't even know about it. Paul says that in this war that we up against, he tells us here in my title, he says, walk in the armor of God. He tells us that we we need to walk in the armor of God. We need to conduct ourselves in the in the armor of God. He says that we need to put on the armor of God. We need to wrap ourselves, Sean. We need to wrap ourselves, Wanda, we need to wrap ourselves, Sam, in the armor of God. Because you are in a war. You, you, You are in a spiritual war, whether you like it or not. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you observe it or not, you are in a war. We as believers are in a war against the Satan and his evil ones and the darkness of this world. And he says that we have to walk with the armor of God. The first thing he tells us, we find ourselves in verse number 10. He says, in walking in the armor of God, look what he says in verse 10. Verse 10, he says, in walking in the armor of God, Leonard and James. He says that we have to be strong in the Lord. He says, while we walk in the armor of God, we have to be strong in the Lord. Look what he says in verse 10. Look what he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, walking in the armor of God, he says that first thing, when we walk in the armor of God, we got to be strong in the Lord. He said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said that we have to be strong in the Lord, Tanya. We got to be strong in the Lord, Shorty. We got to be strong in the Lord, Charmaine. We got to be strong in the Lord, Josh. We got to be strong in the Lord, Nate. We got to be strong in the Lord, Howard. We got to be strong in the Lord if we're going to walk in the armor of God. But watch this, because the word strong here means to be fixed. It means to be secure, Reggie. It means to be silent. Briggs family, it means to be to be fixed in, in God. He says if we're gonna walk in the arm of God, we gotta be strong in the, we gotta be fixed in the Lord, Craig and Shelly. We gotta be fixed in God. He says that, that that we gotta be fixed in God. He says that we we gotta be fixed in the in the strength, Phyllis, and the strength, Deidre, and the strength the lords of the Lord. We gotta be strong in in God. See, 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 because it's war. We can't handle this war. We, we don't have enough strength to fight against the devil. We don't have enough power to, to overcome the evilness in, in this world, to overcome the evil spirits that have come against us. So we need to be strong in the power of God. So he tells us, Nicky and Kenneth, not to be strong in our own power, but be strong in the power of God. He tells us not to be strong in our own standing, but be strong in the standing of God. We need to be fixed in the Lord if we're going to walk in the armor of God, Iris and Lacey. Watch this. Watch this. See, but I know that some of y'all think y'all strong. Some of y'all think y'all powerful. Especially y'all, you know, uh, I'm picking on you a little bit, Iris. Iris, work out. Jeanette, work out. Jackson, Work out all, all of us work out and poo, and, and, and we lifting weights and we we working out, we doing, we doing ab work and we doing jumping jacks and we on a weight bench and we on the, the treadmill getting it in, we doing lunges and squats and, and all this and dumbbells and kettlebells and, and we feel strong. I mean, I mean we 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 feel good at our age. We feel strong. I mean, we we feel good, but guess what? The script that we have can compare to the devil. The strength that we have can't compare, compare to Satan and his evil spirits. The strength that, that we have cannot compare to the darkness of this world and the principality, Sadie, Sadie of this world. You got to understand that we got to be strong in the Lord. You got to be fixed in the Lord. Your power to fight the enemy got to come from the Lord. You got to say, look, God, I can't do it. But in this war, I need your power, Amy. I need your power, and I need your power, Miss Tinder. I need your power to help me make. It in this war. We gotta understand that we're in a spiritual battle. Tamara, we're in a spiritual battle. We're fighting the enemy that is powerful in us. And guess what? Our physical strength cannot help us. Miss Cunningham, Miss Kathy, our physical strength cannot help us, Pandora. Our physical strength, Tanisha, cannot help us our mental strength strength i know some of y'all say i'm mentally strong i i have endured some mental things that that made me mentally strong i'm i'm mentally tough i'm not i'm not weak i'm i'm mentally tough i'm i'm strong mentally and guess what that is not even enough Da, when you work out your strength is not enough then you, then you you say my my physical strength not enough your your mental capacity is not enough and emotionally you're not enough some of you said I'm emotionally strong. I usually say if you say something to me, I'm like a, a, a duck. The water run right off my back. I don't worry about that. It don't bother me. That I'm not emotionally tied to that. That that doesn't bother me, Miss Murray. I am okay with that. But guess what? When we deal with the devil, we're not even emotionally strong. He he got power that, that we don't we can't even fathom. And he says that if we're going to we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to put uh uh we got to be strong in the Lord you gotta be strong in the Lord. We have no chance of of standing against the evil of this world, against the principalities and the darkness and of Satan uh, coming against us. We have nothing that could compare to him and his demons coming against us on a daily basis every second day of our life. We have no capacity to even stand if we don't depend on the strength of the Lord. It says that we should be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We gotta know that God's power supersedes the devil power. That God's power supersedes Satan's power. That God's power supersedes the evil forces that's all around us because there's a war going on and you better know and be strong in the Lord, Sister Dixon. You better know, Dixon, and Dixon to be strong in the power of his might. He said that we got to be strong. There's a war going on. This war is going on. And he says that we, we're going to walk in the armor of God. We got to be strong in the Lord. You got to be strong in the Lord. We got to be strong in the Lord, Daryl. We got to be strong in God because the enemy is trying to take you out. The enemy is causing you to think things about yourself that is not true. The enemy is causing you to, to see things that, that is not true. The enemy is feeding you lies, and, and, and he's coming and deceiving you and causing you to, to quit on God or to, to doubt God. And, and, and God says, the word of God, Paul says, in the fight, we got to be strong in the Lord, baby. The enemy is bringing temptations your way. They're causing you to desire things that God says, no, you shouldn't have. The enemy is causing you to be disobedient. Nicole and Chloe, the, 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 the uh, enemy is causing you to be disobedient. He says, look, we got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We got to know the power of God. We got to stand firm and fixed in the Lord and know that his power will get us through this war that will cause us to stand. So he says, if we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to be strong in the might the mighty of the Lord. we got to be strong in the power of the Lord. we got to be strong in the power. we got to be fixed in the Lord. you got to be fixed in the Lord. Well, how do I, how do I be fixed in the Lord? How do I, how do I uh, be strong in the Lord? One thing, you got to spend some time in prayer. You, you want to be strong in the Lord? How, how do you get strong in, commun- in your relationships by communication? If you you got to spend time in prayer. you got to set time aside where you you praying and, uh, to God where you spending time communicating with God in prayer? And Jenkins, you got to spend time in prayer. you got to spend daily time in prayer. you got to spend time praying before God and, 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 and you communicating back and forth with him that you may grow in the, in the strength of the Lord that you may get to understand who He is and what He needs from you. You got to spend some time, Tony, spending time in prayer with God. That's how you grow in the strength of the Lord. That's how you, that's how you, you be strong in the Lord. You got to spend some time in prayer. But not only that, you got to spend some time in his word. He has left us 66 books. He has left us 66 books from Genesis to Revelation, Old and New Testament, where you can spend time in reading his word. Spend time in getting to know him. Spend time in growing in him. Because if you don't understand his word, there's no way. If you're not reading his word and spending time in his word, if you're not spending time in prayer, Barney, there's no way that you can grow in the strength of the Lord. Because you don't even know the benefits that you have because you ain't spending no time with him. He says that that we got to be strong in the Lord. How do we be strong in the Lord? How do we learn to be strong in the Lord? You got to spend time in prayer. How do we learn to be strong in the Lord? You got to spend time in reading his word. You got to get in the word of God. Get in the word of God. Read the word of God so you may know it for yourself. Read the word of God that you may may, may, may grow in your strength in God. And then when you find scriptures you like, put it on a post-it note and put it on your mirror in the bathroom. Put it on your dashboard in your car. Put it in your notebook for school. Put it on your shoe. So when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing you see. You take it out of your shoe and you you pick it up and read it. Put it around the house on the refrigerator. Most of us watch TV and a whole lot of TV. Put it on your TV. Put it on your phone. But we have to be strong in the Lord. So he says, we're going to walk in the armor of God, be strong in the Lord. Verse 10. The second thing he tells us, he says, if we're going to walk in the armor of God, the second thing he says in verse number 11 is put on the armor of God. Watch this. This, this is interesting. Paul, Paul lets us know to, to walk in it, but he tells us to put it on. He tells us to the, the, the put on the armor of God. He says that we got to put on the armor of God. It's amazing to me how, how we are at this spiritual war. We're in a spiritual battle. And this battle is, is unseen to the, to the human eye. But, but above us, in the heavenly places, there's a major war going on. There's a casualty going on in the heavenly places that we can't even see. So this war is a spiritual war. Spiritually, in the spiritual realm, is a war going on. And the fight is over you and me. And the war is going on. But guess what? Although it's in the spiritual realm, it has effect in the earthly realm. It has effect in the, in the earthly realm. So the enemy is warned against God in, in the spiritual realm and is affecting us in the physical realm. So he says that if we're going to stand, if we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to put the armor of God on. He tells us to get dressed. He tells us to put on a proper attire. Look what he says in verse number 11. Eight. Look what he says. He says in verse number 11. Eight, put on the armor of God. Watch this. Put on the armor. He said, put on the armor of God. If we're going to walk in the armor of God, we at least got to put it on. Watch this. See, but the problem is, we as believers, we're not dressed for war. See, we, we, we got bathing suits on. We got casual clothes on. We got a uh, 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 basketball attire on. We got prom stuff on. We got wedding outfits on. I mean, we got we got, we got we got uh, sport outfits on. We got we got all this other tie on, but we ain't got fatigues on. We ain't walking around with, with dressed for war. We we walk around dressed for parties and and fun and, and everything else the world want to do. But we ain't dressed for war. He says that you got to put on the armor of God. But watch this. This is this this, this this blew my mind when I was when I was doing this when I was when I was studying this. He says, put on the armor of God. See, and and the reason why a lot of us as Christians is falling and losing in this war is because we, watch this, are not properly dressed. We don't have on a proper attire. I remember um, we went on a vacation. So my wife and I, we take our children on a vacation every other year. Every other year, we take them on a vacation. Every other year, we take them on a vacation. And so we were young, um, and they were young. My daughters at the time were teenagers. Uh, Jackson was a baby probably maybe one or two, um, but my daughter, I think LaMonica was about 16 years old, and we going to Bahamas. No, we went to Jamaica. We went to Jamaica. and went to Jamaica, and, um, you know, Jeanette tried to, you know, tell her how to pack and tell them how to pack, but LaMonica was, 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 was so adamant, I got it, Mom. I'm a teenager. I know what I'm doing. I got it. I don't need you to pack, mom. I don't need you to pack my bags. I got it. I, I'm 16 now. I know how to pack. And, and I say this because we, we still joke with her to this day about this. We still laugh and have fun about this. And she said, I got it. I know what I'm packing. I know where I'm going. And I, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to pack that. And I'm like, okay. So I said, Jeanette, just let her pack. Just let her pack. And so we get to Jamaica. Now watch says We get to Jamaica. Now Jamaica, it's like nine. 1,000 degrees. It is burning up. I mean, it is burning up out there. We are smoking. And so we said, y'all, we're going straight to the beach and in the pool. We stand in the pool and the beach because it's burning up. So it's time to get ready. My, 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 my lovely daughter, she goes through her suitcase and all she has is jeans. No shorts. No tank tops, but jeans. And I said, you know what, back then, and y'all can, y'all, can, y'all can criticize me now, I don't care. I said, you know what, I'm not going to the store and buy you nothing. You're going to wear them jeans all day. And you see every picture. She got her jeans rolled up. You should see it. And we laugh at her because she wasn't properly ready. She wasn't dressed for where we were going. She didn't have on a proper attire. She wasn't ready because she thought she knew everything. And some of us as believers think we know everything and we're not properly dressed. And Paul says that if we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to put on the armor of God. But the problem is some of you all only want to put on certain pieces. But Paul says here, put on the whole entire uh, uh, armor of God. He says, put on everything. We don't have a choice to pick which ones we like and which ones fit. He says, put on a whole armor of God. He says that if we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to put on. We got to get properly attired for our walk and where we going as believers. We got to get dressed right for this war. Watch this. So what is the armor of God? Because some of y'all, this is the first time y'all hearing about the spiritual warfare. This is the first time y'all hearing about the armor of God. So what is the armor of God? I'm glad you asked. Because Paul says in verse 14 through 17, he lays out the armor of God for us. He lays out the spiritual armor that he wants us to put on. Look what he says in verse 14. He comes down to verse 14. Look what he says. He says, put on the armor of God. And in verse 14 through 17, Kim Hart, look what he says. He says the first thing, he said, put on the belt of truth. In verse number 14, he says, put on the belt of truth. Now, keep in mind, at this time, the Roman soldiers were used to uh, wearing army f- fatigues or wearing armor. So, so, so the Ephesians, those in Ephesus knew what, what, what armor looked like. So they would put a belt around their waist like you and I would wear to gird themselves up to, to help them get ready for war. See, because young people, let me help you understand. You can't fight if you're paying sagging and you ain't got no belt on. So they put a belt on. To keep their trousers up or keep they, they stuff tucked in so they be able, they'll be loose and they can be able to fight and, and wrestle and, and go to war. So they can put their stuff on around in a belt and gird themselves up. You see it a lot in the Old Testament when, when um people was running, they said they gird themselves up, they stuck their stuff in their belt so they can run freely and run fast and they won't have anything restricting them for running. So he says that if we're gonna put on the armor of God, here's the first thing to put on. He said, put on the belt. Of truth. He says, Look, Lachelle look, 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 Sister Brown. He said that we must put on the belt of truth. Okay? So the belt of truth, like I said, was one that was wrapped around our clothes. He says, What you have to do, you gotta wrap yourself with truth. Mm. He says, You're you gonna put on armor God, the first one you should put on is truth. Here's the armor God, injured. Here's the arm of God. He says, You gotta wrap yourself in truth. See, 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 this is important. Because a belt go around us, he said, we got to wrap ourselves around truth. The problem is, is we wrapping ourselves around all the lies we can find. The problem is, is that we wrapping ourselves around lies. And he says, if we're going to put on the armor of God, we got to wrap ourselves in truth. Because there's so many lies being spit out by the devil all around us, all around us. All we see is lying. And now we're to the point where lies sound real, but the truth sound fake. That we believe more the lie than we do the truth. And he said that we got to ri- surround ourselves with the belt of truth. We got to put truth in our lives. We got to stand on truth. We got to hold to truth. We got to live our life in truth. He said put on the belt of truth. says too many times that you walking in lies. you walking in lies. The enemy, enemies spewing out lies, telling us that God is not faithful. Telling us that God don't love us. Telling us that God is not big enough to, to handle our problems. And we, we, believe in that. We, we, we believe in that. We believe in that. We believe in the lies of the enemy. That he tell you you ain't pretty. That he tell you that you're not handsome or, or you dumb and you're not smart enough or you're not tall enough or you're too tall or you're too fat or you're too skinny. We believe in the lie that God didn't make you in his image, that God didn't make you perfect as he said he made you in Genesis. We believe in the lie that he says because we're not wrapped in truth. We're not wrapped in truth. And his, and his warfare is full of lies. All he's trying to do is come to us and tell us lie after lie so we can believe it. The same thing he did in Genesis. The same thing he did with Adam and Eve. How he deceived them. Psalms 25.5 says this, lead me in truth, Lord. Tawana, Psalm says, lead me in truth. We got to be led in truth. Because we fighting a spiritual war. We got to put on our armor. And the first armor he tells us put on is the truth. Put on truth. Stop lying. As Christians, stop lying. Tell the truth and live in truth. If you ain't telling the truth, I don't even want to be around you. I don't want to be around you. Live in truth and tell the truth and stand on truth. There's too many things in this world that the enemy is influencing. That God has said is truth. Now you said that it's a lie. God's word is truth. It never changes. It doesn't care. God doesn't care how you feel about it. He doesn't care what's your preference about it. He stands on truth because he is truth through. And he says, stand in truth. It says that we got to put on armor. First armor he tells us to put on is the belt of truth. Second armor, found in verse 14. He tells us that we need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, the breastplate of righteousness, y'all know, is about the breastplate. that usually go over your head with two scraps and they cover your breast and your back. And those are essential those organs. So when, when, when they're fighting, anything, uh, any arrow being shot or any knife being stabbed, it covers the organs, the major organs. So he says, look, he says, cover the major organs. Put on a breastplate of righteousness. He said that we got to put the armor, put on the bracelet. He says, Look, we got to cover ourselves with righteousness. We got we to cover ourselves with righteousness. Do what is right. Do what is right. Live a life that does what is right. Stop doing what is wrong. You know it's wrong. As a believer, God convicts you when you're wrong. Do what's right, put on righteousness. Live a righteous life. Do what's right. Manifest integrity in your personal life. Do the right thing when no one's looking. Are you going to operate in integrity or not? He said that we have to put on a breastplate of righteousness. Here's how we armor ourselves in this war. He's telling us how to armor ourselves. He's telling us the attire that we need to put on. We need to put on righteousness. It's too many of us living an unrighteous way. It's too many of us living and not even in integrity. He says that we have to put on his war. We have to put on his armor, and his armor is righteousness. He says that we have to put on righteousness, Sheree and Yatana. You have to put on righteousness. We are being attacked all day. Watch this. We are being attacked all day to draw us to unrighteousness. The, the enemy come with, with temptation to, to draw us to, to live a life of unrighteousness. And we got to put on righteousness because this spiritual war, the enemy is coming at us. Demons are after us. Spiritual, uh, evil spiritual, spirits are chasing after us to, to lead us in the wrong way, that we may live a life that's unright in God. And he tells us that we got we to put on righteousness, put on a breastplate, live a right life. And then he tells us the next thing in verse 15. Watch this, Brig family. He says the next armor for us to put on. He says in verse 15, he says, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now watch this. He says, in a a war, the most essential thing a soldier needs is good footing. It's good footing. Good shoes. If you, you don't have good footing, you can't fight. If you you you, you a slide everywhere, you can't get your grip. So shod actually mean uh, new tires or, or new shoes with, with threads on it, uh, uh, something that is that is that is sure and and um, something that 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 can hold you up, that can that can give you stable footing. So he says, you need to have stable footing. He said, you need to, you to shod your, your feet with the gospel. What, what is he saying? He said, here's the armor. We need to have our feet planted firm in the gospel. Oh, my God. He says, we need to have our feet planted firm in the word of God. We need to stand in the word of God. So when people come, when the enemy come with them lies, we can spit out scripture to them. When the enemy tell us that he don't love us, we can, spit out, we can spit out Romans chapter 5, 8, that God demonstrated his love towards us when we were dead and then transferred in sin. We need to spit out the word of God. We need to stand on the gospel that when we sin against God, we said, your word is hidden in my heart. Psalms 19, 11 that I may not sin against you. We need to know that when you think God don't love you, you know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but everlasting life. When they tell you that you ain't worthy to be saved because the sin you in, you let them know that God died on the cross for me, and that if I confess what my mouth, Romans says, and believe in my heart, and I shall be saved, he said that we gotta be girded in the gospel of the scripture. Guess what? And when we girded in in the gospel of the scripture, he says that the gospel is peace. Guess what? The gospel is not peace to those who don't believe. But those who believe, the gospel brought peace to us. What is that peace we have? Guess what? We are going to heaven with Christ and we're going to spend eternity with him so we have peace. That if I live, I gain. And if I die, I gain. Because guess what? I'm going home to be with the Lord and that gives me peace. He says as a soldier, we got to shod our feet. We got to put our place our feet in the gospel of Jesus Christ where there is peace. Says, look, in this battle we got to shout our feet, we got to this is the armor we got to put on. This is the armor. We got to be firm in the word of God. We got to stand in the word of God. I'm just thinking about it, in Matthew. I'm just, Dominic, Dominic, I'm thinking about it, in Matthew. Watch this. Matthew, when, when, when um, Satan was was uh, encountered by, I mean, when Jesus was encountered by Satan and he came to him, Jesus said that man should not live off bread alone, but proceed at every word that, that God, that's, I, I mean, that man, let me slow down. Matthew, he says that man should not live of bread alone, but every word that proceeds out the mouth of the Lord. We need to stand in Scripture. Guess what? Bread may fulfill us physically, but this is not a physical fight. We are fighting a spiritual fight that the Adam enemy, Takema, that the enemy is trying to take you out. They're trying to take your children out. They're trying to take your marriage out. They're trying to get you off your singleness. They're trying to take you out as a young person. They're trying to get you to quit school. They're trying to get you to quit college. They're trying to take your the enemy is trying to take you out, and we got to stand firm in the Word of God. We got to have good footing in the gospel of Jesus Christ and know the Word for ourselves. He says, he says this battle, we got to put on the armor of God. He tells us, we got to put on the armor of God. He tells us that the first armor, he tells us that we have to put on. He says, look, we got to put on the uh, truth. The second armor, he tells us we got to put on. We got to put on a, on righteousness. The third armor he tells us we've got to put on. He says we've got to shout our feet with the preparation of the gospel. Now watch this. Here's the fourth armor. He tells, here's the fourth piece he tells us to put on, or the armor of God. He says we've got to take the shield of faith. He says that we've got, we got to put on faith. We've got to put on faith. Now hold on. Let me help you understand. So the shield is the, is the covering that the soldiers will use. They put it on their arm. it got leather scraps, and they put it on their arm. as a shield. And it's used to block the bullets, or the, for, for them, the, the fiery darts. They used to, to block the arrows that was, sh- that was shot at them. So it got the scrap where they hold on to it and they got the armor. But for them at this time, the armor was different than what we see. See, we see that little small shield, but they had a shield that was huge. And what would happen when they lay down, they put the shield and they would lay behind the shield and the shield would cover them. The shield would cover them up. And protect them. And he says, you got to put on that faith shield. You got to put on that shield. You got to put on faith that faith will cover you up. Watch this. That you got to have that faith. You got to put on faith To know that whatever you come up against, whatever the enemy try to bring your way, that you have faith that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly of what you can ask actually think. I need some people with me today who know about faith, that when you see things in the darkness, you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. When you see things happening, guess what? You know that God can do anything. Guess what? when you have problems in your life and the enemy try to bring difficulties in your life. When spiritual warfare is coming against you, you gotta have the faith to know that God has the strength of all things to, to stop whatever the enemy try to come. You gotta remember and know that guess what? The enemy works for God. That Satan is his puppet. That he is, uh, Satan is his puppet. That he allows Satan to do what he wants to do. And he has all power over everything. You gotta have faith. that know that when times get hard Dominique, that Satan is coming up against you, that God can do it. He can work it out. I'm telling you, he can work it out. He's a God that can work anything out. That he can He can move any mountain in your life. He can separate you from anything that you're going through, even in sickness. God, when the enemy come through sickness, guess what? God can do it. When the enemy come in your marriage, guess what? God can do it. When the enemy come in your relationships, guess what? God can do it. When the enemy come in your your children, guess what? He can turn your children around. Well, how do I know about faith? Because I've been walking in faith for a long time because I have seen God work in my life. There were some people that gave up on me when I was 16 and 17. There were some people that gave up on me when I was a young man, but only if they can see me now. They can see that I stand in the will of God and that God has power to change darkness to light. That God has power to release your chains and set you free. Whatever Never the enemy try to do to take you out God has power and he has power to lift you up to set your feet on solid ground you gotta put on the armor of faith yes. you gotta have faith yes. he says you gotta have faith you gotta have faith you gotta have faith he says you gotta have faith put on the armor of faith this is the armor he said, put on faith you walking around here in this water, the enemy beating you up cause you ain't got no faith you're looking at everything. Oh, Lord, I can't pay my bill. What about last month you couldn't pay him? He did it. That's faith. Got to have faith. He says, put on the armor. Put on a put shield of faith. And then he tells us the fifth thing in verse 17. Here's another piece of the armor he said, put on. Put on a helmet of salvation. Oh, my God. Put on a helmet of salvation. Now, watch this. The helmet protects the head. We know that, right? But this salvation he's talking about is not salvation unto Jesus Christ because we already have that. So he's not talking about salvation that we need to be saved because we already saved. So when he says put on the helmet of salvation, the word salvation here actually means deliverance. So he said put on deliverance. Mm, Y'all yeah, get it in, in a minute. Watch it. He says put on deliverance. See, 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 see. And he says what we need to do is we need to surround our thinking and remind ourselves that God is a deliverer. Mm, 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 Watch this, watch this. Because the enemy will give you thoughts. When you're going through your sickness, he will give you thoughts. When you're when you going through your financial struggle, he will give you thoughts. When you're having a rough time on your job, he will give you thoughts. When you when your marriage is a little shaky, he will give you thoughts. When your boyfriend and your girlfriend leave out on you, he will give you thoughts. When things are not going around and you're not getting the, the uh, grades that you want, he will give you thoughts and make you believe that you defeated. But he says you got to keep in mind about put your mind in the salvation of the Lord. you got to remember that God is a deliverer deliverer. Guess what? How do I know he a deliverer? Because he delivered me from condemnation. He delivered me from the power of sin. And if he delivered me as a Christian from the power of sin, he definitely can deliver me whatever Satan try to come my way. And things get tough and things get hard because Satan bring evilness in our life. But we got to be reminded that he, that God is a deliverer. That he can deliver you from anything you're going through. If you are struggling with crack cocaine, he can deliver you. If you're struggling from addiction, he can deliver you. If you're struggling with suicide, guess what? He can deliver you. If you're struggling from health issues, brown belly, he can deliver you. you got to wrap your mind in the salvation of God and know that God is a deliverer. Don't forget that. And he already delivered you once out of the darkness of sin. And if he can deliver you out of the darkness of sin, he can deliver you now. He is a deliverer. So he says, put on a helmet of salvation. Know in your mind. Know for sure. Be flat-footed and know that God is a deliverer that he has salvation for us even when it don't look like it guess what deliverance is on the way I'm just going to celebrate right now in anticipation because there's some things that I'm going through but I know that God is a deliverer that delivers on the way it may not been here be here right now but it's coming and I thank you Lord for being a deliverer says that we got to put on this piece is deliverance we got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta cover our mind with the salvation of God. Know that God is a deliverer. Yeah. Then he says, he says the next thing, he says, I told us put on the, the helmet of salvation, he tells us, watch this, he tells us the next thing is that we need to put on, watch this, he says we need to put on, take the sword, watch this, he says that we need to take Take the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He said the last piece we need is to take the, the word of God. Now, he, he, he likened the word of God to a sword. Watch this. Now, this is the only piece of armory or piece of armor that is used for offense. Everything else was for defense. But the sword is the only thing used for offense is the only thing used to, to, for, for us to offend us to to, to, to to jab back everything else was defense because God wanted us to do a stain oh he wants to stain so he said that he, is, he said use the sword he said here it is he said put on he said take up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God he said we need to take up the word of God he said here it is here is a piece of the armor you need he says you need to Take up the word of God. You need to take up this word of God. See, because he know when the enemy come against you, the only thing work is the word of God. You need to take your soul with you and know when God, when the enemy come in a spiritual attack and try to defeat you, you got the word of God in your heart. Like Psalms 119 says, 11, I got the word of God hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. You need the word of God with you. You need to walk in the word of God. You need to know the word of God. Like I said earlier in when Jesus was uh, in- encountered with Satan, he says that I should not live, man should not live off bread alone, but every word that proceeds out the mouth of the Lord. The word of God we need to carry with us. We need to have the word of God because Satan will attack us. Satan will come against us. His evilness is coming against us and he would attack us and we need to know the word of God. When he attacked us and tell us that God don't love us, we need to go to Romans 5 eight where he said God demonstrates his love towards us, yet when we were still sinners, he died on a cross for us. Don't you know that God loves you tremendously when we dealing with sickness, when, attack, when Satan attacked our body with sickness? We need to turn to Jeremiah 33, 6, and it said, I will bring healing and health to them. I will heal them and reveal to them an abundance of of what? Watch this. Uh, abundance of truth. We got to understand that God is a healer and we need to keep his word with us. So when Satan come, guess what? All we're doing is regurgitating the word of God, the sword of God. He says, put on the armor. And he lays out for us in verse 14 through 17 what the armor is. He tells us, said the armor. He says, put on the armor of God. He says, we're going to walk In the armor of God, we got to put it on. You can't walk around here half dressed You got to be ready for war. He tells us, he says we need to put on the armor of God in verse 14. He tells us that we need to put on, he told us, put on the whole armor of God in verse 11. In verse 14 through 17, he tells us with the armor, he says, therefore, gird yourself with truth, he said, put on a breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Look what he said. He said, put on a shield of faith. And then he tells us to take the helmet of salvation. And he says, and then, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He says, here's the armor, La Monica, that you got to put on because we are in a spiritual war. Now watch this. So we looked at, if we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to be strong in the Lord. If we're going to walk in the armor of God, we got to put on the armor. And now... Three, and this is in verse 11 watch this, through 13 verse 11, 8 through 13 here's the third part of this if we're going to walk in the armor of God he tells us why we need to put the armor on he says, he told us if we're going to walk in the armor of God verse 10, he says we got to be strong in the Lord second thing he said if we're going to walk in the armor of God we got to put the armor on and the armor was found in verse 14 through 17 now the third thing he tells us is why we need to put the armor on. And why we need to put the armor on is found in verse 11b through 13. Here it is. Let's read it. Here's why you need to put the armor on. He said, because we at war. Here it is. He says in verse, verse 11b, he says, here it is. He says, put the armor on that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, here's why you need to put the armor on. So you can stand. You cannot stand against the devil on your own. You cannot do it on your own strength. He says, so you need the armor on to protect you, to cover you. You need the armor on. Here's why you need the armor of God. So you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Because you gotta understand that the devil is coming after you. He's not playing. He doesn't like you. John 10:10 says that he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't like you. He don't care about you. He he, he wants to destroy you. He wants to kill all your aberrations. He wants to take you out. And he says that if you're going to stand, you got to understand here's why you got to put on the armor of God so you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You can't handle the devil. He says here's why you need to put on the armor of God. This is why we need to walk walk in the armor of God. Now, it's so interesting. Watch this. Because Friday, after I finished studying and and writing up my sermon, I got up and I got ready, and I went to BJ's. And I'm in BJ's, and BJ's is off the hook. They got one line, and the lady, they got one line for all the lines. So you got to stand this long line all the way down the aisle. And then the lady tell you what lane to go to. So I'm in line, and I got all this stuff. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm six feet apart, I got my mask on, and I'm, I'm right. You know, I just got out of studying, and I just studied. I just got finished writing up my sermon, Walk in the Armor of God. So I'm fresh off of it. I'm fresh off of it. But watch this, because the wiles of the devil is mean. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in BJ's, and, and everything good. And I, uh, I'm standing in line, so I see uh, this gentleman behind me. He's an older guy. He's sitting behind me, and I say, um, he in line too. And I say, hey, sir. Um, would you mind if I, I forgot some hot chocolate? Um, would you mind if I go down the aisle, and I'm right with the aisle. I'm, I'm right at the aisle where they sell the coffee and the hot chocolate and the tea. It's right there. I'm right in front. I said, would you mind if I go get some hot chocolate? That's how he bust off. What you asking me for? You, you, and it, that's how his face was. What, 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 who you think I am? You think I'm sometime authority? You asking me if you wanna go get some hot chocolate or not? And then what he do? Then, then he don't, he don't stop there. He turns around to the lady like, you hear this dude ask me if he can go get some, you can do what you want to do. And I immediately, I bust off. Like, dude, why you got to act like that? And I'm ready. I'm ready. And, I, and, I, and it caught me. I said, God, I need the arm of God on me. And I thought I was ready. But that's how quick the enemy go. The enemy just pop off like that. And all of a sudden, guess what, y'all? Half of that day, I felt defeated. Half of that day, I felt guilty. I felt so bad because I thought I had the armor of God on. And the enemy, he comes in at any time and just slick us and get us away and cause us to doubt. And I'm saying, God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have act like that, God. I should have thought about it. I just got out the word of God about the armor of God. But he comes so quickly. And he says, here's why you need to keep the armor of God and know that you got it on. And remind yourself daily, I need the armor of God. I got to put on the armor of God. Because guess what? The end of the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. He said, here's why we need to put the armor on. Because the wiles that we may be able to stand. So then he tells the second thing. In verse number 12, he tells us why we need the armor of God. Look what he says. In verse number 12, he says, here it is. Here's why you need armor of God. He says, for we do not wrestle. He said, you need the armor of God because this is not a physical war. This is a spiritual war. Look at this. He said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. Here it is. Look what he said. He said, this is why we need. This is why we need to put on the armor of God. Because we are not, this is not a physical war. He said, we need to put on the armor of God because this is a spiritual war. He said, here's why we need to put on the armor of God because this is a spiritual war. Look what he says. He says, we do not fight against, watch this, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So, this word wrestle actually mean to tussle or to to grapple it it, is not one who shoot far away this is a hand-to-hand combat he says y'all you got to remember why you need the armor of God because we this is a spiritual war we do not wrestle against flesh and blood watch this because the enemy uses people the enemy influences people, and just like that man, the enemy made have influence influencing him, and I popped off on him, and I'm ready to pop him, but I got to remember it's not him. It's the enemy behind him that's using him to get me off the mark. Oh my God, that's good stuff. You got to understand, you mad at your husband and ready to knock him out. You mad at your wife and ready to knock her out. You mad at your girlfriend, your boyfriend and ready to put hands on them. You mad at this lady because she cuts you cuts you, um, cuts you, out or she cuts you off. You mad at this gentleman and you ready to kill him or kill her. And you mad at this person and mad. It's not them. You are fighting against a war that is spiritual. Guess what? It's the enemy behind them to influence them. You got to understand, this is not a, a physical uh, fight. This is a spiritual fight. So we trying to hurt the person, but guess who's winning? The enemy. So what happens? Here it is. This is the best way I can explain. So you got to understand that this is a spiritual fight. This is not a physical fight. So if, if, if I come in your house, come past your house, and, in a, and you see a mo controlled car riding down the street, you will know... That no one's in it driving. it, Although you may not see the person who operating it. You'll say, oh, ain't nobody driving. it." So what happened is somebody behind a remote control car that's influencing the car to go. It's an operator. So that's the same way the devil do with us. He comes behind us because he can't possess us because we believers. You can't be possessed as a believer. You can't have two spirits dwelling in you, and God's spirit trumps every other spirit. So because we've got the Holy Spirit in us, you can't be possessed. So what happened? He's influenced you. He, yes, yes, yes. He influenced pastors. He influenced deacons. He influenced trustees. He's influenced believers. Yes, he stand behind them and influenced them. And now you in a grapple with someone, your brother or your sister in Christ, and not even knowing that the devil is behind them influencing us. And he said, you got to understand, this is not against flesh and blood. You're not fighting against flesh and blood. You're fighting against who? Who am I fighting with? Who is this war with? Look what he says. He said, against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You are fighting against the demons and the evil spirits of this world. You're fighting against darkness. And all they're doing is influencing people so we can take it out on the physical. But remember what I said. This is a spiritual war that's affecting the physical realm. It's all this war is going on in the spiritual realm and is affecting the, spiritual, the physical realm. And we're taking it out on other people. This is why we got to put the armor of God on. We got to know. We got to call it out. Soon as that man uh, popped off, I should have said, Satan, you ain't going to get me like this. I know you're influencing him. I'm going to keep on walking. Cause Satan, I'm not going to let you win that battle. We got to put on the armor of God. Why we got to put it on? Because he says, look, he says, because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. He said, this is not a physical war. He says, why we got to put it on? Look what he says in verse number 14. Um, he says, uh, look what he says in verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be, with, be able to stand in the evil days and, ha- and have and having done all to stand. He says here's why we need to put on armor, of God that we may be able to stand. That we may be able to stand. We may, be, we may be able to stand against the evil one. How can we stand? We have to put on the armor of God. We have to be strong in the Lord. The enemy, y'all, is taking us out. We are in a battle. The enemy is taking our children. The enemy is destroying marriages. The en- enemy is destroying relationships. The enemy is destroying our mind. The enemy is destroying our health. And the enemy just got our world in total chaos. But how do we defeat? How do we defeat? Now, we already got victory. We got we to play the game. Victory is already ours because we're in Jesus. But guess what? He says he wants us to stand. How do we stand? How do we stand against the wow? How do we don't, don't be shaken or don't be broken? He says that we have to put on the armor of God. And today, I ask you, do you have an armor of God? Are you, are you aware of the armor of God? Have you, have you put on the armor of God? Are you standing in the armor of God? Do you have the, 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 the uh, breastplate of righteousness on? Do you have faith on? Are you standing in the gospel? Do you have the deliverance in your mind? Do you have your mind covered up? Do you have the word of God walking with you? Are you, are you? are you surrounding yourself with truth? He said that we have to put on the armor of God. And today, I just want to encourage you, and I close out this whole message, this whole book of Ephesians, with the final, the finally, the closing out, that you have to, Delana, you have to stand in the armor of God. You need to put on the armor of God. I'm telling you, hear me out, y'all. The enemy is destroying our families. They're destroying us. The enemy is causing us to walk away on our husbands and our wives. The enemy is causing us to to abandon our children. The enemy is causing our children to, to operate in senseless murders. The enemy, this is a war we're against. And you have to have on a proper attire. And today I ask you, are you walking in the armor of God? Because if you're not, the enemy is gonna win. He tells us to walk in the armor of God, we gotta be strong in the Lord. He tells us to walk in the armor of God, we gotta put on the armor of God. And then he tells us why we need to put on the armor of God so we may be able to stand and understand that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the evilness of this world. So today I want to encourage you to put on the armor of God. But there may be some of us here who don't have the armor of God on. There may be some of us here who, 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 who can't put on the armor of God because you're not, a, you're not even a Christian. You haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. This call is for believers. If you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, you can't put the armor of God on because you're not a child of God. This armor is not for you, but it can be. And this armor is the only thing that's gonna protect you against the wiles of this world. So today, you gotta make a decision. Do you want Christ or you want to continue to being destroyed by the enemy? Because for you who don't believe in Jesus Christ, your final death place, uh, resting place is the lake of fire, It's hell. Because he defeated you. But for us, who believe in Jesus Christ, we're going to heaven. So today, you can escape that. You can escape going to hell, but you have to surrender. Is there one today that said, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ? Jesus came that you may be set free from the condemnation of sin. He came that he may die on a cross and shed his blood and be the sacrificial lamb for you to have eternal life. And all you got to do is accept that eternal life by faith. There's nothing you need to do. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to dance for it. All you got to do is say, Christ, I want you in my life. I believe that I'm a sinner and I need you. Is there one today? Or are you comfortable with going to hell? Are you comfortable with we'll continue to let the enemy beat you up? Because you can't have this protection of the armor of God if you're not a child of God. But today, it's for you. Is there any today? Any today? Any today? Maybe you want to be a member of Clinton Baptist Church. Maybe you've been observing us on, on, um, on live and watching everything we do and coming to Bible study in the women's class, the men's class, and the young adult class, and, and you coming to the U lesson and you are, you, you are having a great time with us. When we do our um, community classes, we just finished one. Uh, the other day we had a virtual college fair, um, which was great. Um, and maybe you've seen all that and you want to be a part of it. Maybe you want to be, be connected with a local church. We are here. If you want to be connected, uh, connected with a local church, let us know. Say, I want to be connected. I want to join that church. Is there any today? Is there any today? And any of the day, say, I want to be a part of that church. Although we're not meeting in, in person, guess what? Although we're not gathering in person, we're still doing ministry. Ministry is still going forward. You still can grow here. You're still growing here. We're still doing ministry. And we would love to have you if God is calling you to be a member here. Is there any? Any today? Any today? Is there any? Is there any that need prayer? Any that need prayer? Is there any that need prayer? Any, any today need prayer? We got people watching. Anybody need prayer before we go into prayer? Anybody need prayer? Just let us know. I need prayer. I need prayer. Just let us know. Just let us know and we're going to pray for you. At this time, is there any? Is there inf- any? Is there any? Let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being God. Thank you for being great. And we just ask for your presence to be with us. Lord God, have your way. Remind us, Lord God, that we need to walk with the armor of God. Lord God, Let us stop sleeping, but let us be observant to know that we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a war, Lord God, and the enemy is trying to destroy every fiber of our being. Not only us, but our children, our grandchildren, our brothers, our sisters, our uncles and our aunts, our church members, us leaders as pastors, us deacons, our president, the enemy is trying to take us out and get us off the mark of God. But Lord God, I thank you that because of you, we have an armor we can put on that we may stand, that will give us the ability to stand firm in you, to stand strong in you. So have your way, Lord God, be with us. We thank you so much for those who have joined us, for those who participate in worship. We pray that your word go out and be a spark to their heart. That, Lord God, they won't be sermon evaluators, but they be sermon applicators. Let them not evaluate the sermon, but evaluate how to, I mean, but apply this word to their life. That they may have changed. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.